The Koi Gig Pod. I then had to then fake an injury because I didn't want to tell people that I was pregnant until the 12-week scan. That's, it's mad to think of, really. It seems kind of archaic. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. OTB GAA. The Football Pod on Off The Ball in partnership with AIB. Proud sponsors of the Football Hurling and Camogie All-Ireland Club Championships. Hashtag the toughest. Hello there and you're very welcome back to Season 3 of the Football Pod. James O'Donoghue, Paddy Andrews. Hasn't been too long, but we're back. We're refreshed. And we're excited for the year ahead, aren't we? Energised. Energised. Felt like a long time. How long are we actually gone? Ah, uh, six weeks, is it? Six hard weeks. Yeah, bit of an off What's season. What's going on in those six weeks, Tommy? Big yeah, Christmas, well, New Year's, Man United are back. Ronaldo's yeah. gone. Messi won the World Cup. Yeah. And we've had the world's greatest ever junior GAA football match. All in those six weeks. Well, I would just... say I would say GAA Junior Championship. The whole thing was unreal. It was amazing. Starting off in Kerry, like the whole Kerry Championship was unreal. I described Foss's win as fairy tale stuff yesterday. And <laughs> I got accused for, by a lot of people that it shouldn't be regarded as that because of the way that the Kerry systems are set up. Is it fair? To say that Fuss's win was a fairy tale, James O'Donoghue. It was, but it, it, no matter who wins, you're always going to try and pick a hole in why they won it or try and try and explain it away some way. But fair enough. Look, we've had this argument a hundred times. Kerry only have twelve senior teams. Everyone else has sixteen, which means that they have four extra in the intermediate, and it filters eight. down. You only have eight senior teams. Oh, do we have eight? Yeah, sorry, eight senior teams. Put it into context for us. Fuss are, eight, Fuss are a small eight club. is a bit lower, right? Huh? Fuss are a small club. They're on the outskirts of Killarney. Yes, very. Well, yeah, they're a growing club. They have, um, say, if you even think about the parish rule, right? A lot of the, a lot of people used to be playing with Legion, Crooks, whatever. Now they're living outside of Killarney a little bit in kind of the Fusser region. So they're going to pick up a lot of, a lot of young players. So they're, growing. Their money. they're a coming team. So what you're saying is they made their money and they've moved out to bigger houses out in the country. <laughs> is that what happens in Clarity? Once you get a few quid, you go out to Fossa. That's it. That's exactly. the gig. And they have the Cliffords driving it. That's yeah. how Kilmico Croke started last. That's what happened. There you go. So the Where, next uh, I have one burning question from yesterday. Jimmy, what is the golden nugget? Is the golden nugget a boozer? Is it a Chinese? Is it both? <laughs> I don't know. I was listening Depending to on the night of the week. I, I need to be in the golden nugget. Was I think it's going to be a bit, bit of everything tonight, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a great pub just outside Killarney, near the, near the Europe Hotel and oh, kind yeah. of out that direction. Not, okay. not near, near-ish, but out that direction. Does it and, have room, um, room for a roadshow? It does have room for a roadshow, actually, yeah. They've done a lot of work on it recently. They've, um, they've built a good outdoor kind of back area. You're getting Parties a few quid off the golden nugget, are you? I'd be sending in the invoice after this. <laughs> Kerry Tourism. <laughs> Lads, right, in all seriousness, great to be back and all. What about the last 10 minutes of utter shithousery in that junior match yesterday? Mm. We have to cover this. Like, I'm not normally, I don't watch a lot of junior football, but I was loving those final 10 minutes and the aftermath. It was the best. It was the best entertainment you could hope for. Spectacular. Can every week be a junior championship match? I can't believe you sent Clifford off. Why you just assume uh, he, oh, he had no to? Way. No, but it was it brilliant. Was still, like, there's no way he's sending this man off. He had to after sending off the couple of Tyrone fellas. Uh, there, there was a big difference now between the red cards. Like the, the hit that number oh, 24 put in on Pody. Well, that was shocking. That was shocking. David but, Clifford's. Uh, tackle was the most cynical thing you can do, but that's what you do. Like, but he, he yeah, he but he, he he was a second yellow. It was yeah. no arguments. He yeah. knew he was getting enough. That's fine. Slowed the game down. Perfect. But then, did you see him when he got grabbed in between but, the legs? I did. That was shocking. that was shocking because oh, you can for, actually you can burst one of them. Oh, it's it's happened on Jacob. They grabbed Clifford's golden nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah. I, uh, I, I was laughing. <laughs> Actually, sent off. What was it? Three points up. McFormitz in the time, and all the Tyrone boys are going over, giving him lip. I'm going. Are you winding me up? You're losing. He's after scoring forty points from play against you. Oh. Would you get a fucking grip? Did but you? No, the uh, the hit on Party Clifford by that fella. That was bad form. 
That was yeah, shocking. Yeah. He was only on. He was only on for two minutes. He came on to do that. Like, isn't that like yeah. just for? But the pure down, like you'd say, that's that's arguably probably their biggest day as a club. Up the Croker on national television, a really good game, and mm. they've got to be looking at that today. Going, that's a disappointing finish for them. Even afterwards, there was a little bit of needle. It wasn't the most uh, gracious. Uh, Post match, afterwards, uh, I just I, I, that was a bit as a neutral watching it. It was top class entertainment, but uh, I just think it looked a bit bad at, at the end. That they have four guys sent off uh, for what was a pretty good game. They'd be disappointed. Yeah, and he well, thought that was the end of it. Yeah, and then Winston Churchill gets up and gives one of the greatest speeches. Like, <laughs> hey, I'm no doctor. Oh, I was like, I was nearly gone drive in. Don't say he was concussed. I'm no doctor, but come on. There had to be an element of that. But the he fact he was covered in blood was is, classic. Is pa- I don't know. I don't know, Paddy Clifford. Is he, is he normally, you know him more than I would, Jimmy. Is that in character for <laughs> I've never seen him with a microphone in the hand. And look, we've all, <laughs> I, we've I'm all, not surprised we've that. All, I'm not surprised. Everyone has had a bad outing with a microphone. But like, if he, <laughs> he, he he gets up and in fairness, he says he says what's in his mind at that second. Like he, anywhere, even I was playing with him with his carry this year. No matter what it was, if he had something to say, he was just it would just blur. You have to say, and it's it's actually refreshing. But I suppose he was clinically comedy gold. It was comedy gold the last day. In fairness, and I thought it was. I thought he was taking this because the the first thing he says out of everything is I like to thank Crow Park and the ground staff. Crow Park pitch has never looked as. Burnt out as a hat, and I was like, "He's out. He's gonna win the ball up here. This is gonna be a gag." And then he was yeah. kind of serious. Goes on to thank the ref, and it's like he just realizes halfway through, wait, he just sent me off. And but he, he went, goes off on one. Does hey, he, he went, he on went the from the ref. He went from the ref onto the bus driver. <laughs> <laughs> I did not wear it. But you know what? Do you know who was lucky? Getting now the crowd though. Do you know what I mean? He like on three cheers for whoever. <laughs> Tony and the Golden Nugget. <laughs> and they're waiting for a roar out of the crowd. Like, I'm not a dicky. Uh, but the cameraman it. had a great one as well because just as Paddy starts mentioning the refs, yes. the boys <laughs> going down the tunnel. Yeah, as if they've been scalded. Like, uh, yeah. I thought Larry McCarthy was going to get it too after calling him Paddy Fitzgerald. Another gaffe from the GA president. Uh, Marty, that was, that was shocking. Job, man. But it's happened so. But it's it's fine if it happens once. It's just it's happened with Declan Hannan's club. Anyways, but like, anyways, do you know what? He's an unknown player. Like, yeah, I know. It's, one, it's not like it's the Fitzgerald brothers playing for two players like in the country this year. I don't know what to mark that down to, but um, to, to be honest, getting away from the anarchy and the carnage, the Clifford shootout with Devlin to start off that first half, like Foss and Stewartstown were in a game. And before the first red card, which is idiotic, it's stupid, uh, it's a red card, but the little dunt to the face when Fossa had kind of clawed back. Man does that have it up like, but, it's, but it's a match. It's a, now, I, Tommy, I agree yeah. with you. You're giving the ref an excuse and it's 100%. just, you're running I think, I think if if he didn't get sent off, uh, the fullback, was it Divine? Was he Divine or Devlin as well? He was Devlin too. Devlin as well. Yeah. Yeah. Darren if Devlin. If he get sent off and... They got within a point of Fossa or maybe got level. I think they would have gone even tighter on Clifford then. But oh, when yeah. they had to kind of come out and play a bit more, it left it wide open for Clifford. Because so that yeah. was actually a key moment when he when he got sent off. Like I know some people are saying that it shouldn't have been a red card. It was Stonewall red card. No, a jab in the face. A jab yeah. in the face. Yeah. It was red. If yeah. I, like, do you know what? If it was any other pitch, if it was any other pitch in the Emma country, Emma Doshay, oh, yeah. Emma shouldn't have gone down. Right? He got a punch in the face. Imagine if he stayed up. Right? And your man didn't get a red card and Fossa lost by a point. And he had to go home then to Fossa and they'd be saying, you just put, got punched in the face and you stayed in your feet. Do you know? Yeah. I, I don't like, know. I don't know if he died now. He, are, you, are you turning over a new leaf this year, Jimmy? Uh, he didn't die. He got punched. disciplinarian now after all your red cards last year. Two. If you Jimmy, get a punch, you overturned on the field. to go down. That's my point. No, I, Would agree. You? I agree. It was a red card. Or was it? Yeah. it was a big turning point yeah. in it. You always felt like the cliff in the junior match. I mean, and it's not like I was looking at it. It's not like he's he's playing with and he's getting 40 or 50 yard kick passes in. He, there was times there he'd literally run out, like not really good runs at all. He'd run out like 50, 60 yards straight out from goal, 
and literally just take the ball off someone mm. and then just be four players. But you even know, the points he was kicking weren't easy kicks. Like he was no. kicking high no, quality scores. Spectacular again. And it's we said this last year. Every every time he's on the pitch, he's adding to I don't like using the word legacy with a 23-year-old, but he is just building up. Like I know it's 2023, but the, the 12 month season he's just come through. Two games he lost, Sigerson final, obviously, and then one of the group games, Jimmy. Did I read that right? Didn't matter in the end, but what a Mar- did Mark O'Shea's club destroy beat them? In, in a, yeah, in one of the group, group, games. Games. group games, and then they beat they beat them in the final. Then yeah. in uh, yeah. I say the best game I was ever at. You you said earlier on the two best teams you've seen this year were junior matches, and were the, was that the second game? Yeah, no. Look, why do Cliff, the Cliffords are playing in these games? Like, so you'd enjoy watching them anyway, but. The, the way they're playing they're playing attacking attractive football right? I know they have Clifford inside but still they have Emma Chain a few more in the forwards they're long kickouts out to Matt Rennie who's fielding them great down, yeah. his catching was unbelievable they're kicking the ball they're running they're making mistakes getting back scramble defence and next thing you watch Mike Cullen against Glenn I swear to God <laughs> I, I, I couldn't watch it I couldn't watch the senior, it again. the senior final coming up Crokes and Glenn is uh, will be a cagey affair I feel yeah. It'd be one for the purists, but that's the nature of it. We wouldn't have been great at it with the dubs. Be it, when you're at the latter stages of championship, it's win the game. You were just begging, but you, yeah. what James said, you were just praying that Mike Cullen would kick the ball or just maybe put Cook <laughs> on the edge of the square, try something different because, you know, they got so far playing that style of football. And I know um, it's rugby people, league. If you go, it people told like, me it's a very basketball heavy town as well. So you can kind of see it with the way the lads move. There's that see, influence. We say this. Last year with the Inter-County Championship with Derry. Yeah. That they had a really structured, so organised, well coached, they and, and a brilliantly successful breakout year from which it never felt they were going to win the biggest, biggest prizes that, that ultimately will get you so far. Yeah. Um, there needs to be another level, yeah. And and, and that, that's moving from the club into that's a nice segue into the Inter-County season coming yeah, up. Yeah, totally. That's what we're uh, <laughs> excited to see in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, it's going to be crazy, lads. It's going to be absolutely... A lot, there's a lot that's going on, isn't there, in the off-season. So many changes. Coaches, yeah. high-profile retirements. We could have kept this show going every week, lads. We'd be sick of sight of each other, but we'd uh, we no, a lot a break, of content. A, a break was good. And, and actually, I might just stick on that for a second, because do you reckon David Clifford deserves a break, James? Because it was over a year ago since he was named to start in the Kerry team that destroyed Limerick in Jack O'Connor's first game in the McGrath Cup. Jack named a really strong team that night. He named a really strong team against Tip in the second round. David didn't play, Paddy did. And they went on and they won the McGrath Cup that year before they won everything else. Can they do that right away with the likes of David and Paddy Clifford who missed the team holiday, who've been training away the whole time at Fossa, and even Shane Ryan and Paul Murphy, who've now won with Ratmore. Can they go straight back in or what's going to happen? I heard he's going travelling, is he? Who? Gifford. No. Six months. That's what I heard. <laughs> the baby at home and everything. I tell you what, with Jack, right? If it was anyone else, I'd nearly say he'll get a good break. But Jack is a serial winner. And I reckon he'll try and get the boys back as soon as possible. And I've also seen Kerry's McGrath Cup games. And they're not going great, right? So say Donegal turned Kerry over at first league game. Second league game is not going great. The boys are definitely going to be getting a call, like come back in. So I think that do they deserve a break? 100%. Should they be getting a break? 100%. But will they get a break? I'm not 100% certain on that. <laughs> I, like, I, I think ideally a month is probably plenty, do you know, oh, two weeks of a complete break back into it. They're probably looking forward to playing again. And it's, it's a short season anyway this year. So I think a month will do them. Okay. Paddy, be, what do you reckon? I'd be, I'd be surprised they didn't get that. I yeah. would I would say it was a four-week block there from what the 15th of January. Say, I don't want to see it for three weeks, come back in for maybe a meeting or a light training session the fourth week, and then you're back into it. That rules out probably the first, I think it's the first three league games. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with that. Um and then he'd be mad for all to come back. I, I don't know, and personally, I'm going from your own point of view, that is a long season he's built up. He's played pretty, I think he's played every single match that could have been played. Um, 
even when Jack didn't want him to play, he brought him to Armagh, remember? And yeah. brought him on. Yeah, he was time. injured. He missed the Munster final, lads. He missed the Munster final with an injury. He, yeah. he picked up a hamstring injury when he was trying to balance the league and the Sigerson. And he also had an ankle injury Don't mention around, the the Sigerson. Time, around the time of the Dublin game. So, but, but they're just thinking, right? They were lucky to he, have him for that much. He is... If Kerry are going to defend us all the time, I know this is absolutely stating the obvious the mm. He needs to be top of the pops. Uh, and I don't think a month away, and Jimmy, yeah, they lose to Donegal and start of the league. I don't even think they will, but that is not the end of the world. Um, I think he'll get a break and he'll come back and he'll, unfortunately for everyone else, um, competing with them, he, I think he'll just carry on and he'll still tear teams to shreds. For us, supporters, watching it, it is brilliant to see because I don't think, I honestly, I don't think I've ever seen anyone like him. No. Just the consistency and like he didn't even do anything. You've, his standards are so high. You're looking at that game yesterday. He scores 11 points. It was eight from play. And you're just thinking, that's just normal. That is not normal. But it's a joy to watch. A brilliant end for him despite the red card. Um, and I'd say he is getting a king's chair around the golden nugget as we right, speak. Rightly so. Round three of the league is February the 20th and Mayo are bringing Kerry to Castlebar. So that might be when we see him next. And some of the other Kerry is boys... Is that the third or the fourth game, Tom? That's the third game of the league. So there's going to be two rounds. There's going to be a break for the Sigerson Cup final and the the Hurling League to catch up. Um, and then the football will come back then the 20th of February. So that'll be round three of the league. Lads, um, I'm going to leave our pre-season chatter for a couple of minutes because I'd be afraid of repeating the exact same conversation that we had this time last year when James joined the pod and we had a question about the validity of the pre-season tournaments. But we've obviously seen so many cancellations across the board. Um, They are important games for, for some managers and some teams when it's this early. So we might come back to it in a couple of minutes. We are in the first episode of the third season of the Football Pod. We're delighted to have you all along with us, listening in. If you haven't subscribed, do subscribe. And just a reminder that the Football Pod is brought to you every week by AIB, proud sponsor of the GEA Senior Football Championship. Check out hashtag the toughest for more. We're going to be back right after this with Patty and James's teams to watch in 2023. All right, you're very welcome back to episode one of the Football Pod with Paddy Anders and James O'Donoghue. Season three is underway. We're getting stuck into the 2023 season. We mentioned how crazy the calendar is going to be this year. The league is going to be more important than ever. And then from April the 8th until July the 30th, the GA are squeezing in 99 championship games in 113 days. It is going to be so intense, lads, once it picks up. Paddy, you'll be doing a bit of TV stuff with GA Go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you'll be flat okay. out every weekend. I'll let, we'll go to all the games every weekend. Myself mm. and uh, the great Michael Murphy. Uh, mm. He's dipping his toe in his first summer out of the championship in, gee, I'd say, fifteen years, probably is it for mm. Murph? At least, yeah. Uh, Mark O'Shea, Joe Shea's getting in everywhere. Can't get rid of him. Hanging around like <laughs> a bad smell. Uh, but no, we're, we're doing GA go, uh, replacing the the Sky package from last year. So. It's really good. We've done a, a good bit of work on it so far. I think it'll be a really, really good, uh, well, I hope so, a really, really good uh, addition to the Summer Championship. So what's so, your gig? Are you on COCOM or is it like um Sideline reporter? Uh, a little bit of both, Jimmy, I'd say. A little bit of both, wherever they put me. Uh, I think analyst mainly and if I annoy the shy out of them too much, they'll put me up in the commentary box then as well. But uh, well, no, looking forward to it. Yeah, so it should be good. good so stuff. many games. Uh, yeah. Do you do Saturday, Saturday and Sunday? Yeah, mostly Saturdays. It's kind of like the old Sky um, timetable where they were doing a lot of Saturday evening games. Uh, but then there's there's a couple of doubleheaders, Sunday games as well. So like Tommy's saying, there's just there's more games, which is what everyone was crying out for, all the players were crying out for. Um, so it's an exciting thing to be a part of. So looking forward to it. Mm. Definitely. And you'll both be covering games on the Sundays for off the ball over the summer too, which will be yep. great. Yep. So... Um, we'll get back into that as well because it, it is exciting but we're not going to get into that right now but there is going to be dead rubbers again there's going to be so many games before we eliminate a couple of teams so we'll get into that maybe a little doesn't bit doesn't matter Tommy long. I'll sell it I don't, whatever game it is I'll sell that game I know you will I don't, I don't think you I don't think you have it in you to bullshit it uh, you're, <laughs> you're just going to say straight out lads I could not be arse watching this <laughs> <laughs> see you next week no 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 see you no, next week hey. <laughs> all right <laughs> Paddy Andrews 
Can you give me your team to watch in 2023? And I know you did a lot of thinking about this because I asked you the question six <laughs> days ago and you only got back to me about an hour ago. So Up the walls, see. Up the walls. Who is it? Are we talking Division 1 here or just in general? Who is your team to watch in 2023? I am intrigued to see what Tyrone do this year. I like what I've seen from already uh, in terms of the McKenna Cup final against Derry. I don't think last the 2022 season could have gone worse for Tyrone, really. The off-the-pitch stuff, losing their, losing a huge chunk of their All-Ireland winning panel. There was clearly, we've even seen murmurs coming out from within the camp. There was something going on there. It's just a bad vibe throughout the whole season. Their key players, like Player of the Year, Kieran McGeary, their All-Stars, the likes of um, uh, Connor Myler and these guys, Hampsey, massive players were thrown. They just didn't perform over the entire season. I can't think of a game like the National League was poor. They kind of get away without being um, without being relegated. They go into the Ulster Championship and they're wiped in Alma by Derry, and then they finish again wiped by Armagh in in the Athletic Grounds. So you expect a massive bounce back from them. Um, and that's, that's what I'm looking for. Tyrone are better than what they showed last year. There's no two ways about it. Will they get back to All-Ireland winning levels of, of the previous season? I don't know if they have that in them, but we've already seen in the first couple of weeks of the season, they're going to be a different animal this season. Um, and I'm intrigued to watch them throughout Division 1 because I think in Ulster, I don't think Donegal will be as strong. Obviously, losing Murphy, new coach in there, Monaghan, Monaghan couldn't get a manager to come in to take the team. A lot of mm-hmm. their key players are a little bit older. You'd look at Tyrone. I, I expect them to have a really, really big impact in the National League and in the Championship in 2023. Interesting to hear that. And without rehashing the entire year that they had, looking in from the outside, can you pinpoint any one reason why it just didn't happen for them last year? It's hard to know. Like a lot of those guys, first All-Ireland title, that probably came out of the blue a bit. Obviously, under under new coaches, there seemed to be there was an energy about Tyrone when they won the All Ireland in twenty twenty one. That the Vicky Hart reign had probably gone a little bit stale at the end. You could say the same probably about Mayo with James Horan's finish last season. There's just a time a cycle just comes to the end for a team. New manager comes in and there was a bounce with Tyrone. You could see it throughout that whole season, and. And they capitalised on it. They got the opportunity, got to an All-Ireland final. Dublin and Kerry probably took their eye off the ball. Dublin's cycle was probably coming to, a, to an end that period as well in 2021. And they nailed it. And they were deserving All-Ireland winners. And they just didn't really cope with that. We we flagged it. Jimmy, his first utterance as a, as a pundit, he was writing them off saying to be relegated. And he wasn't far off. Um, there just seemed to be, they never yeah. got going right from the get. They were hammered in the McKenna Cup by Kevin. The McKenna Cup, on, on all the pre-season tournaments, mm. that one is taken the most serious out of out of the four. So you do get a little bit of an insight. And from January for the whole season, Tyrone never got out of second gear, really. So key players didn't perform well. They lost a lot of their backup. These guys that were having impacts off the bench when they won the championship in 2021. And it was just a shambles, an absolute shambles for them. But I expect them to turn it around big time in 2023. James, I think one of the reasons why you had asked that question about Tyrone so early into your punditry career was the fact that their team holiday had been so late in the day and you were wondering whether they would be able to get back into the groove of things quickly enough, especially in Division 1 where it's so cutthroat. Their first two games this year are Roscommon away with our new manager, Davy Burke and Toe and Roscommon, and Donegal at home with a new manager and their talisman from the last 15 years, Michael Murphy gone. Tyrone will win both of them. Yeah. Are you calling that now? James, yeah. are you expecting Tyrone to rattle into this year? Are you surprised by Paddy's pick there? No, I'm not surprised. And I, I agree. And last year, it look, it was obvious. I mean, they were after winning in All-Ireland, unexpectedly, as Paddy said, the debauchery of a team holiday coming back and then they, they, they changed the, the format to make the season way quicker. So they were just caught on the hop to, and it happens. And then they probably started falling out with each other, just spiral out of control. But then once it, once they got a hold of each other in the winter, which I'm sure they, they would because they're brilliant to get in, getting back around together. And once they got that group back together, 
they'll be a force straight away. And I, I, I agree. They'll four points to start them off, and they're back. And you've the kind of to look forward to, and you have McShane come back looks mm. good in in the clips I've seen. Yeah, they 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 can sure. get exciting very quickly again. Jimmy, how many clear the air team talks would you say Theron had last season? Double figures. How many? How, how many weeks was the championship? <laughs> <laughs> One away. Every Monday no. night, we were recording the podcast. Theron <laughs> were having a clear the air meeting. <laughs> it's not they personal, were, like. but I've got to call people out here every Monday. I'd say with Theron. I would say three months. Yeah. But like, you know, when it keeps going wrong, keeps going wrong, everything loses its value. They probably needed a complete break from each other. Get back to the club scene. Enjoy that. And then have a one proper chat where we said, are we going at this properly or not? Nobody dropping out halfway through the year, any of that stuff. We're going at this properly. One last clear the air. (laughs) (laughs) One more. Yeah. I'm sure they keep one in the locker. If episode two, well, actually to be, to be fair to the people at Tyrone, they were talked up very early on in season one of the football pod when they went on to win the All-Ireland. At the start of season two of the football pod, James had questions about them very early on. And Paddy has now tipped them to do well this year. Oh, and if you want to take that well. as a good sign. I don't think they win the All-Ireland. That's okay. Do well is fine. But right. if you want a sign for how well these predictions have been going on the football pod, this is what Paddy Anders had to say last year on the football pod. Oh. He was asked for his team to look for in 2022. And the first team that Paddy Andrews said? What? Galway. Ah. Now, I'm going to go into the next words. The next words were Calair and Cork. So you weren't so good after that, but we're only asking you for one no, this year. No, you're stitching me up there. Okay, uh, let me let me read you what you said, right? Interested in what Galway, Calair and Cork do with their changes. All sleeping giants. Time for one of these counties to get the finger out and start pushing into the top tier teams. Let me stop you right there. So I said, I'm interested in those teams, which I was. It's time for one of them to kick on, which Galway did, and the other two were burnt out for the rest of the season. Next so, line. We've actually, no, I'm happy with that. No, next Can line's good. Jimmy, please. Tyrone overachieved <laughs> in 21, so it's interesting to see how they kick on Very and what the win will do for their confidence. Mayo and Donegal are on the way down. Oof. <laughs> <Lads>. <laughs> Crystal Ball. Other than that. And yet, and yet um, you backed Donegal every week then in our predictions. Every week. <laughs> I'm not going good on paper. This year. Now, James O'Donoghue, before, before I ask you for your team to watch in 2023, the first word out of your mouth when I asked you this question last year. Did a drive-by on Throne, like? <laughs> Offaly. <laughs> <laughs> Offaly will be interesting in Division 2. No, no. Yeah, Offaly will be interesting in Division 2. Will they play the under-20s or do they just need to survive? Our man must think Ulster is there for the taking if they have oh, a strong lead. Yeah, yeah. But my team to watch, this is another good call, so I'm really interested to hear if you have this year. My team to watch for 2022 are Derry. They only lost by, by a point at Donegal last year. They would have learned a lot in Division 2, and I reckon they could rattle Ulster. And Ulster champions they were. Oh, so I backed Tyrone to have a struggle and Derry to win Ulster. Yeah, You'd almost think we I'd know. I reckon I would have got... I think we need to do a collective accumulator every week, lads. James is on who... Don't ruin it all now. Who is your team to watch in 2023? Awfully. Okay, I have gone to Division 2. Okay, some good teams in Division 2. And you'll probably be surprised seeing as I'm a carry man, but I am going for Cork. Um, huh? Yeah. Were you, were you in team the to today, were you? <laughs> I'm telling you, John Cleary is already doing a good job there. He is Kevin Walsh in with him after shoring up the training. Great defensive system. They're already going well in the McGrath Cup. They also got to the quarterfinal last year. And remember Decent how much we were them. questioning them last year through mm-hmm. the league, through the championship. But they held Kerry and Parky in. They got to the quarterfinal. And this year they have serious bodies back, right? I just wrote them down. Kenny O'Hanlon is back to challenge for midfield. Um, Connor Corbett is mm-hmm. coming into the full forward line. He was he won all on a minor and the Munster 21. Um, and it actually was 20s, I think it was actually his plan that day. He got 2 4 against Kerry from wing forward. Um, they've Carl O'Mahony as well, who won the under 20s and got 1 5 in the final. Very impressive. Like these fellas are actually serious operators. But yeah. I will say about Cork, they have some excellent players, and then they have a couple of fellas who just probably aren't of the same standard. There's a bit of a gulf. But I think with these fellas coming back, they could be a serious outfit. Okay. They also what, what, have Sean Meehan. They also have Sean Meehan. 
they also have Sean Meehan, right? Hang on. Who Mark Cliffy sco- to yeah. no score from play and was on Shane Walsh in the next round, was doing a great job, ripped his hamstring. Yeah, he had a couple of big injuries last year. Kevin Flan yeah. was out as well. What, what are we saying? What, what are after Jimmy, what's, a, what's interesting? What do you think Cork are going to do? I know exactly what Cork are going to do. They're going to, they're going to qualify from Division 2, go up to 1. No, I'll, no, tell you, no. I'll tell you their wow. fixtures, right? No, that no, is no. some call. No, I am no, no. telling you, listen you to this. You are in the golden nugget. Cut listen to this. Head. I've done my research. Their fixtures. The woods. Their fixtures, right? <laughs> now, bear in mind, they're going very well to start of the year. They've obviously been training like dogs over the winter. A lot of teams probably won't be at the same level because they might target a different oh, stage okay. of the year, right? How, how much stock are you putting on the five goals they got against Kerry in the McGrath Cup? Because I didn't think we were counting preseason this year. Meta too was no, we're not. But he, he, he's done his research. That was only like the league is starting in thirteen days. Do you know what I mean? Like it's 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 no. Like you need to be going well if you're going to win your first couple of league games. You need to be going well anyway. Right? Who do they have at home first? A gimme Mead. <laughs> You're not. You're not. Go on. Go on. Work, what Rocky's gonna do? <laughs> we'll come back to that. Two points. <laughs> then they have, and a very important game, right? Kildare away. But I'm backing them to win that as well, right? I'm They're backing them to win, win that. Newbridge. Kildare bet the Newbridge. Dubs in Newbridge last year. Newbridge is a. I know, but I think the Cork can keep it tight there. They like the smaller field. They like Parky in. Then they've Dublin at home, right? With scratch that off. They're still on four points. They have Limerick at home, six. Clear away eight, load away ten. <laughs> you roll up Clare pretty quickly there. Right? Right? Up to They've got ten games. points, and it's all on the last game. Derry at home, Parky Creek. Twelve pass. That's twelve points. No, I'm saying they have ten, but at least if they have something to play for come the last game of the season, you never know what can happen. So well, your, your your tip promotion from Division Two are who Cork and the Dubs. Dublin. Yeah, or oh, the Dubs will walk it. But I think the Cork. I think the Cork are the best of the rest. Well, they're not the best of the rest. Derry are the best of the rest. But I think that if Cork have something to play for there, they can yeah. topple Derry. They'll both lose to Dublin. And I think they're better than Mead. They'd be close enough to kill Derry, but could beat them. That would put them second or third. Well, which is some improvement from last year. I want that clipped, Tommy, and I want that saved. No, it, it, week, I'm going to go back to Jimmy. Two points, two points. Four points. <laughs> I'm telling it's you, Cahill O'Mahony, Conor Corbett, these fellas are serious players. Well, just to say, it, it is refreshing to see a bit of research being done on the pod, lads. Incredible. And secondly... Your your insights have been bang on the last couple of years. So I'm actually I'm listening to both of you here with Tyrone and Cork. Experts, I believe they call. You see, Tyrone, for Paddy's tip to be successful, they're going to have to win the All Ireland or Division One. They're not going to win the All Ireland, but I do think they can win the league. I think they'll have a really strong league. I don't think Kerry are going to have a great league. I don't think uh, I don't think Donegal are going to have a good league or Monaghan. The Rassies, you know. Even with new coaches, can the Rossies get out of a yo-yo? I don't know. I'm not entirely certain. I'm interested with Mayo. Yeah. They lost Keegan. Keegan was never great for them in the league. Anyway, I think his impact would be felt more so in the championship. But That's fair. McStay, like I know we're going to talk. We're going to talk about this later on, Tommy, about players to watch. And, and there's a Mayo player that I've, I've picked for that. But Ooh, I think I think Mayo and Tyrone could have good leagues that there's... Okay. I'd expect well, to bounce off both of them. Well, well let's um let's stick on division one here. So we're going to talk about division one and four this week. And next week on the football pod, we're going to have a look at division two and three. Division two and three are actually probably the most important divisions in the league this year because division one are guaranteed to play in the Sam Maguire, division four are guaranteed to play in the Talchin Cup. So division two and three, there's a bit of slip and sliding going on there. You no could, point to do, so he's just on division two. We can yeah, that. No, he has he completely wrapped it up. When it comes to division two. Do you want so, who's do, going to go down from division two tonight or will I wait for No, next we'll week? do that next week. We'll <laughs> do that next week. Done out there. It's like Rain Man there with his calculations in the background. <laughs> so division one, lads, we've got Kerry reigning All Ireland champions. We have Galway, All Ireland runners up last year. We have Armagh, Kieran McGinney in, I believe, his ninth year. And we have Tyrone, who failed to defend her All-Ireland last year and still have Duhar and Logan in charge. And the next four teams, Roscommon hired Davy Burke after a long, 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 long search and a couple of rumoured people taken over at various stages that never came to fruition. Davy Burke is in, very highly rated young manager. Donegal waited a long, 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 very long time to hire their new management ticket. And Paddy Carr came in 
alongside Aidan O'Rourke. They've also lost Murphy, which is something we'll come back to a little later. Monaghan waited. I had an awful long wait and an awful struggle to replace Banty. Uh, Jason Sherlock, by all accounts, had engaged with the Monaghan County Board in September. There was talk about that. That didn't happen. Vinnie Corey, um, a Monaghan legend, has taken over. He's 39, very young. Ideally, I'm not sure Corey would have taken it right now. Maybe he would have, you know, waited a little while to get a bit of separation there and, and build it up. But the chances came and he's taken it. So Monaghan have a new manager and Mayo with Kevin McStay and his dream management ticket, who are obviously appointed in a very public uh, way last year when all the management tickets were revealed. and um, Very showbiz, wasn't it? Like- very X-Factor-ish. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. Division 1 is going to be very, very interesting. You've got four new managers, that's four new managers. Um, that must be unique to half the teams in Division One are under new management. Madness that is. I'm sure yeah. we've seen it in lower divisions over the years, but you're looking at two of the big teams in Connacht and two of the traditional big teams over the last decade in the Ulster Championship are under new coaches. I I worry for Monaghan and Donegal. I think Monaghan an unbelievable decade, starting with with Malachy O'Rourke and. Brilliant players. You've already seen a couple of them step away. You felt like Monaghan got the absolute maximum out of their, their playing pool, out of the resources they had. I get a sense that that's probably at the end now. Um, it's never great when you're literally no one wants the job. And that's not maybe not totally an indictment of Monaghan. I think that's also shines a light in the challenges. Yeah. Um, requirements to to manage a senior inter-county team an elite senior inter-county team that they couldn't really couldn't get anyone to take it I I, I think they'll struggle Donegal without Murphy is they, they tended to underperform even with Murphy there and as brilliant a player as he is I feel like even off the pitch his persona his leadership what a massive loss that's going to be and if you're Paddy Carr I mean the first thing you're doing, we said this at the time, you, he is so important to that team. Um, so that's a that's a massive blow to Donegal and I feel they're going to, I can see them struggling as well. And then, I suppose the question mark is, is Mayo. I, I, I think Tyrone will bounce back. I've said that. But Mayo, can they get the new manager bounce? Tommy Conroy, Ryan O'Donoghue back, Killian O'Connor, hopefully back to full fitness for, for, for Mayo's sake. Can they just get a clear run of injuries and try and hit the ground running? That is the, the massive question with them. You just don't know. You, you just don't know what Mayo. Um, you've actually got forwards there, Paddy. Like you've mm. Arm and you have Kearney as well. Like they're kickers. Yeah. And in the, uh, Tommy, like Tommy Conroy and Ryan Rudden, who are like new players. Probably, right? They're two of the, would you say, top 10 forwards in the country, probably on their day? Well, they were um, in 2021 for sure. Yeah, yeah, so totally right, yeah, put them back into a team is unreal. I, I would worry that they've lost Keegan. It's like, a big one. Why, why did he? Why did he let him go McStay? Like you know, I would have, I would have done absolutely everything. <laughs> I don't know if it's McStay's fault. I mean, I, I've said this loads of times. Jimmy. Retiring is such a a personal thing. Keegan's got a couple of young kids and stuff. He doesn't know anyone, anything. He has been. For me, the best Mayo player I've ever seen. He has been incredible, no doubt about it. I don't think it's McStay necessarily not doing well to keep him. I don't think whoever the coach was going to be. There, there was murmurs about this yeah. really from he, the end of last season, wasn't there? Before McStay was even brought in. Like. I don't know if you heard it, but Lee was speaking to the Mayo football podcast and, and Mike Finnerty on, on that podcast there yeah. during the week. He spoke to him and he said that he's met Rochford and McStay and like Keegan's inspired speaking to Rochford in November. And, you know, I think they were hoping that he'd come back reinvigorated after winning that championship at Westford, which is such a big thing. And he said he'd meet McStay and Rochford and the lads would leave giddy, thinking that they had him. But he'd go home <laughs> and he knew this. He said he'd go home and he'd sit on the couch and he kept coming back to the same thing. He just couldn't get away from the fact that, I don't know when it happened, but he, he just has this feeling that he wants to be more than a footballer and it's to be a dad or to progress and work. And the football had taken up so much of his life for so long that yeah. maybe now was the time. And I think if you have that feeling and and from listening to the Mayo lads, Colin Boyle and Andy Moran were off the ball um, the morning after he retired and they spoke about the standards he set in training and the fact that he was always number one in everything he did. He was a freak on the training ground that if he doesn't feel like he can set those standards, 
maybe he doesn't feel up to starting a completely new cycle again. And like, Paddy, you did that. You actually, when Jim left, yeah. I'd imagine you considered leaving and you yeah. gave it one more year with Desi as he was embarking on a, on a new cycle. Was that a tough thing to do? Stepping into well, a new cycle? Different, it, I think it's different for the boys though, because yeah, you, yeah. Had, you had five or six Okay. Well, I would say my, my own experience of I, I knew it was my last season and I got in I actually thought I was as fit and trained as hard and was because I knew this was it um, and it just didn't happen because I got injured and then COVID happened so it was a bit complete fucking disaster in the end but I could leave then and I had absolutely no regrets and Jimmy's yeah. right it's and with, with this with Johnny Cooper obviously in Dublin be a massive loss as well it is different we and not to be flippant about it if we won a seventh or an eighth All Ireland, that didn't really matter. We, I achieved, been blessed to be part of the team, achieve everything we did. Going back, there wasn't any sense of regret. And we spoke with Andy about this, and for someone like Lee Keegan as well, there's always that when you when you haven't got the biggest prize, that there's is is this if I if I leave and they win the thing, and I'm out one year. There's all I would feel that sense is nagging there, so you, you can probably stay a bit longer, even if you're having those thoughts. But that's if you're having those thoughts yourself before the season even starts because it's hard January, February, March, training in those conditions, what you have to do, the sacrifices you have to make. If you're thinking in any way, I don't know if I'm all in on this, that is not a good starting point. Mm. And, and for Keegan. He doesn't owe anyone anything. And I'm sure that all the Mayo players and supporters and GA fans around the country, we, we were on the end of him so many times. He's one of the best players I've ever seen. But it would have been a massively difficult decision. But he said it himself. He knows himself. It's not up to anyone else. It's not up to Rochford. It's not up to McStay. He's got a family. He wants to do his career, whatever it is. But that's just the nature of it. James, I'm putting words in your mouth. And I'm not going to put words in my mouth. I'll let you say it. You think this points out maybe the fact that Keegan doesn't think it's going to get done in, in the year that he's out? I think that if you think you're going to win the All-Ireland hmm. and you you genuinely believe we have the group or, and a lot of time you don't actually rationalise it too well because you always think you have a chance of winning the All-Ireland. You know, even if you're ranked fourth or fifth, you think if everything goes away, we can do it. But I think that if if he genuinely thought, yeah, this management team is gonna is gonna do it for us, we're gonna go all the way. I think he might have he might have been able to McStay might have been able to coax him to stay around for another couple of months. Even if he had to, even if he had to make it as as easy for Keegan as possible, leave him out for two months. Tell him go away, do your thing, just just be there at, at some stage. I just think it's such a loss for for Mayo. And it, and Petty, you're right. Keegan can absolutely do what he wants. He's a yeah. legend. But I'm only talking about it from a Mayo point of view. Like Keegan yeah. doesn't play like a 33 year old. No, Keegan no. plays like like a 25 year old still. Um, so are you? You're writing Mayo off as well now. I'm not writing them off, but like, <sighs> who would win a match, Offaly or Mayo? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that the forwards coming back in for Mayo does make a massive difference. But yeah. I'm just There's- thinking. They are going to be interesting to watch them. There's going to be yeah, stylistic... keep all these pieces of the puzzle. They are always interesting to watch. Yeah, but there's going to be there's going to be there's going to be stylistic changes from James Horan's last two years. Like we are going to see some changes here. Does that do you feel? Does that contribute then? Because Keegan's great. He was the absolute peak of Mayo's running game. He was the man. It was based around him, and then you get guys like Durkin and Donny Vaughan and these guys coming off him. McStale want to kick the ball to try and kick the ball along. Does that play into Keegan's side of things as well? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I'd love to, I just love to be in the, in that conversation that they had just to see. <laughs> I just to James, see how. Please, 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 please. James, <laughs> let me on, please. <laughs> James, don't give me the line that you'd already won one. But when you stepped away in the summer of 21, Surely you. Well, it was different away. for me because I, I wasn't contributing. Okay, what I mean, like he's top. The of boys, still top the of boys are okay. still. Yeah, the boys are still like a massive part of that journey. The, the heartbeat of the whole thing, probably they were at the end. Murphy, and, Murphy, Murphy and Keegan. Yeah, Murphy, Johnny Cooper, and Keegan were all starting in these teams last summer. Mm-hmm. All 
absolute, I know two of them well, and would have played against Keegan, like heartbeat of standards around the training pitch, just leaders, absolute, so important to the group. And they've stepped away. You know, what, what does that, it's surprising. It is surprising because normally guys, if they're, I think, I think that the management, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, th- I just think that that is like the number one thing when you're going in as a new manager. Keep hold of these fellas, just in some capacity, just for my first year. And it could always be the year. I definitely may were thinking that. Hmm. It'd, be sad, it'd, be sad, it'd be sad to leave to see them go, really, won't you? The three ah, brilliant as support, as fans now watching games. But it's, look, I think that sport, it's this summer, you're going to hope who are the next two or three guys coming through that are going to light up the next seven or eight years of championship football. But those guys, there's three central characters of three of the most, like for, for a decade, those teams were like front and centre of the championship, along with Kerry, Dublin, Donegal, Mayo, Kerry, and three of those guys are absolute totems of three of those teams. So of course it's sad to see. You never like to see it, but the three of them, are absolute legends in their own counties. And I think anyone who loves GA respects what those guys have done. Um, it's a, more than ever though, lads, it's a young man's game. It's the oh. mid twenties. Like those three boys, they're all born in 89. They're all 34 next year. Nothing wrong with being 34, T. I'm not saying yeah. there's nothing wrong with it. I'm just saying you boys are sitting here now in the plush comforts. This is a easy. podcast. Look at Jimmy Newman's research all over Christmas. Like. Yeah, but you're getting the same enjoyment out of Talking that about football as you did get playing 15 it. 15 hard minutes work today. Maybe the lads I, looked I at mean, what you got. They <laughs> don't fancy that. on his lunch break there. <laughs> You're only back for this cork. Give me a couple of corks. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I, I, I'm with you on Donegal, Paddy. I'm, I'm scratching them off after that. <laughs> after Are all you, the times backing them. Without Murphy. And I think that that, again, another insight into, the, into that. I, I just don't see that management team washing this year for, for Donegal. <laughs> There. Are you are you writing them off that quickly? This guy's on fire tonight, Tommy. What a man! He's you killing everyone. You both are. I'm not writing them off, but I'm saying that they're not gonna they're not gonna win anything. Paddy McBurty was announced as captain this week. Yeah, Ryan McHugh's obviously still there. There's a hell of a lot of good footballers in Donegal. We've all fallen foul of the trap of Donegal <laughs> on paper over the last couple of years, thinking that they have they to be better. Than the on paper in the last five years, <laughs> they have. <laughs> it's very true, but. Could it not possibly? I'm not saying Murphy was hindering everything, anything. He like he was wow. everything. Where Could it going? herald a new era? Could it allow someone else to take charge? No. Okay. Yeah, that's. <laughs> right. so I funny. tried. You're on the golden nugget now. Get out. Sorry, Donny <laughs> I tried. Okay, so so you don't have to completely nail your colours to the mast here, but your relegation candidates I'm hearing are Monaghan, Donegal, and Paddy. I'm not even going to say that you're calling Roscommon. <laughs> Relegation I, think, I think the Rossies and Monaghan. Okay. I think it'd be between those three, Roscommon, uh, Tony Gall and Monaghan. I don't think Kerry will have a great league, but they've been able to pull out of the bag towards the end. And I think the teams who will be fighting it out to win the league, I think Toronto will go strong. I think Galway will be good. Um, Mayo and Armagh, I wouldn't have them in that bracket. Think- Even though Armagh are normally pretty good in the league, no, I'm, I wouldn't have them as winning the National League this year. James, Armagh were the rock stars of the league campaign last year. Oh. They um, they had a, got us all very excited. They've rock star performances, True. tailed off. Exactly. I think, the, I think they'll be there in their boats again this year. Do you think they'll put much stock in it? I do. I think they'll put, yeah, full commitment into the league, definitely. I they think need a lot to. of teams will. Yeah. Or maybe Kerry. I think as well, if... That Galway management team must have sat down at the end of the year and said, right, great year. What can we win national title? Win that win yeah. that division one. That would be massive. It'd and we'll take them on to another level again. So I think they'll be there in their boats. And are, are, we cementing, are we cementing Galway as the number one team in Connacht? No, I, I, I don't think they're that far ahead. Not to cement it. Okay. I, I think <laughs> that... Mayo? I think that you never know what Mayo can do. Yeah, I, I think it's tight, but I... They're, they're playing each other again in the in the early stages of Connacht, aren't they? they? They can't meet in the final. Yeah. They're bound to meet in 
the semi-final, I believe. I, I was well impressed with Galway's progress last season. The questions you asked about yeah. them, Keen O'Neill factor, the, the defensive structure they brought in, Shane Walsh, and you see what he's doing with Croaks now, he's like, it's like he nearly finally believes in himself that he's one of the best players in the country because he is. Um, the Comer conundrum, it was, I'm sure they would have looked at that all over the final and said, look, we can't have this to, Oh, if we want Shane Walsh to be brilliant, Comer has to sacrifice. I don't think he can afford to do that. I think Finnerty will be, be better this season as well and they'll take huge confidence from last season. But also, yeah, I'm sure they would have, knowing Divo and, and, and those guys, yeah, it was a good year and there was progress. But I still think they're fairly pissed off that they didn't win the all Ireland final. Do you know what I mean? It's not like they're, they're going away patting themselves in the back going, we're, we're delighted. They'll be hurting from that as well. So I I think Galway will have a big say again this year. I would have them as the best team in Connacht. Not by much. I agree, Jimmy, but I'd, uh, I think they'll have a say in the championship. They've also added Ian Burke. Yeah. yeah. Friend of the pod. To the friend of the pod, to the panel. We spoke to Ian on the day of the All-Ireland final at our great game at in Crow Park. He was in great form and it's good to see him back. But isn't that what they needed to? All-Star winner. But when you're looking at the final, they, they just didn't have kick off the bench. Mm. And that's, on top of that, yeah. on top of that, Paddy, David Connors let us know on Twitter, a local Galway journalist, that Pork Joyce confirmed after their FBD League semi-final defeat to Mayo that Peter Cook is going to be rejoining the squad for Mike Cullen. So they're two big additions. Like you're talking yeah, about massive. Cook, who had a massive impact two or three years ago, and Burke, who's won an All-Star and is a multiple yeah. club All-Ireland winner. That's the key. Two big additions, lads in their mid twenties, late twenties maybe. Um, yeah, so that's exciting. I, I think Galway are going to be strong in the league. I agree, and uh, I'm, I was interested to hear you pick out Tyrone, and we'll come to Cork maybe next week on the pod, James. We'll come back to it. We'll see. Does your uh, predictions? They'll be in up? Division One next year. Give us something to talk about. In terms <laughs> of the Division Four, lads, we've got yeah. Carlo, Leitrim, Leash, London, Sligo, Waterford. Wexford and Wicklow. Wicklow have a new manager in O'Shea McConville. Wexford have a new manager in John Hegarty. Uh, Waterford, Sligo, London, Leash, Leitrim and Carlow have all retained their management team. So a lot of movement kind of hinged on the Mayo job this year. Andy Moran's uh, co-manager, Mike Solon, was up for the Mayo job. Didn't get it. Had a really good ticket together. He went back to Leitrim. He's back with Andy, so they've got their team together. They've actually lost their captain, David Bruin, but I think they've added a couple of interesting players to the mix this year. Uh, he's gone travelling, and uh, Donny Rin has been appointed as captain. Sligo bet Leitrim in that Thatcher Cup quarterfinal last year to get to the semi-finals, got to play in Crow Park. Tony McIntyre's in charge again. Um, they could have an interesting year. And Oshie McConville was obviously in the mix for the Mayo gig as well. He was on the Ray Dempsey ticket, and he has taken over as the Wicklow boss. So, so big personalities involved in Division 4 this year. It's going to be some interesting games. Any team that you'd be particularly looking out for? Billy Sheehan and Leash. James, they've had a tough time the last couple of years. Ross Munley is another one of the legends of Gaelic football has retired this year in the winter after... Um, he must have been the longest serving player in the game. I think he was. I think Niall McNamee could be the... For the Leash, that is an alarming slide for them over the last three or four years. Hmm. If you remember, Mike Quirk was there. They had well-known players, well-established players, experienced guys, and it seems to have just gone off the rails completely. For them to be, Leash, and, Leash would not be in Division 4. They're sticking with Billy Sheehan. Without a doubt, if you're looking traditionally, you'd say Leash have got to fancy themselves to try and get out of Division 4, but I'm not seeing any momentum behind that team. I'm not seeing any sparks that you think, oh, our green shoots. Yeah, there, there's something positive there. I wouldn't put money on Leach getting out of Division 4. I, I think I think Leacham and Sligo, I would have, I would tip those two teams to come out of Division 4. It'd be interesting to see, can McConville get a tune out of Wicklow? I, from from his point of view, I, I just thought, I was surprised at that, that gig to be, that move. to be right in the mix, to be involved with Mayo, where you're talking about winning All-Irelands, and that's the ambition there. You're going to the other end of the scale. No disrespect to, to Wicklow, you're on for a team that's trying to win the All Ireland Division One to to Wicklow, who are struggling to get out of Division Four, really. So fair play to Oshie McConville for taking that challenge on. He must feel there's something there for them, and with Division Four, it is wide open. 
you know, we seen it last season. London had a brilliant start to the campaign last season. Can they kick on again? It's a little bit of an unknown. But if you're looking, the teams that have shown a bit of progress over the last 18, 24 months, I would have Sligo and Leitrim under Andy, or Tony McEntee and, and Andy Moran. I feel they're best place to push on and get out of there. I agree. And last year in division, like all those division 14s were unlucky to have Kevin and Tip yeah. down there. Like mm. they, they weren't, they're not division four teams. teams. You know, they're not, they're, they're, they're better than that. Kevin, no, you're down there for a reason. You are down there for a reason. We know that, but I think that they were a step above. Whereas this year, it's 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 very level, and uh, yeah, I agree. From what I saw from Sligo last year, I can see them kicking on, and obviously we hope Leitrim can can do something as well with Andy. But for sure, and it, much like more competitive league for those teams too. Um, and the one thing I'll say about Leitrim as well, I did get to see some of their game against Mead. I got to see the three Mead games in the um, in the O'Byrne Cup, and Leitrim have got the Port Arlington players back. Port Arlington are three, uh, won the county championship three years in a row. They haven't had. Leash haven't had their best players available over the last couple of years. They had four players starting against Mead. That'll make a difference if you can get everyone back. I have a team I want to talk about in the next episode, Down, who have been getting yeah. a bit of a tune from Conor Laverty. Get your best players in the county on the pitch together. Get the right environment and you never know what can happen because yeah, t- counties like Down, like Leash, they have slid down the ladder and they'd be teams that I'd be keeping an eye on this year. So that's very enjoyable. First episode back. I have one last question before we wrap it up and we might pick up on it next week if, if we run a bit over here. From all the teams that have lost players this winter, who's had the toughest loss? You've got Donegal, who've lost lost Murphy. Um, they're everything. You've Mayo, who have lost Lee Keegan. It was described as their best footballer and best defender retiring, best forward and best defender retiring on the same day. <laughs> Dublin have lost Johnny Cooper, who was their captain under Desi Farrell for two years. And Clare have lost David Tuberty, the all-time National League record highest score. I don't know how I phrased that one. But, you know, a lot Donegal. of big name players have retired. Ross Money has retired from Leash. James, it, it is Donegal, isn't it? It is Donegal because, in fairness, Tuberty has been unbelievable. Top scorer of all time in the league, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, but wasn't starting every game towards the end last year. And in Crow Park, they weren't, they didn't start him um, in the quarterfinal. His, ro- his role has changed slightly as well. I think it he's has. played a bit more of a rit- withdrawn role in the last yeah. couple of years. Playing a bit deeper. Yeah. Dublin will will lose Cooper's experience 100%. He's going to be massive. But they seem to just have so many fellas coming through. No, they're not going to be at Cooper's level, obviously, straight away. But I would say they'll manage with it. Mayo have more coming back in than they do going out, which is going to kind of save them a bit especially with Conroy and Ryan Dunhu so I mean Donegal 100% losing Murphy is diabolically bad I am so I feel sorry for them Do you know I just think that he was everything captain leader legend point scorer <laughs> he, yeah, he was he was and I just, it's a big big loss for Donegal yeah I agree with that yeah yeah, yeah I mean, do you know what it was I was most surprised at that one but yes. I, with Torbury, like say, he's kind of, a lot of players are going to get the sense that they're, they're approaching the end. Johnny, starting games, he probably wasn't fin- finishing out games. It's just, that's just age. It just gets to you. Keegan has had injuries, as brilliant a player as he was. You kind of got the sense, there's been murmurs about Keegan for a couple of seasons, that this might be his last, this might be his last. Whereas the Murphy one, I kind of felt like that was just a bolt out of the blue. That, that he'd go. Um, so, and just in terms of overall importance to a team, like I say, on, off the pitch, like if you're playing Donegal, you're, how are we dealing with Murphy? Every team in the country has a plan to try and stop it. You take that out, what was already a poor couple of seasons for them, the, the Declan Bonner team kind of petered out. I think it's a big, he's an incalculable loss for them. Mm. Poor McBrearty is going to have twice the attention now as well, like, isn't it? <laughs> Jesus. Not easy. Yeah. Not easy. But on that note, yeah, well, on that note, we'll leave it there. Last last note to leave it on from the 2017 All Ireland final. There's nine players, nine dubs still left in the Dublin squad from that team, yeah. and there's only five Mayo footballers from the team that played the 2017. Six years ago, it's a long time. It's a lot of dubs that are left. So I know you're losing Johnny Cooper and all that experience, but there's still a strong core there with the dubs. So we might come to that in episode two when we talk oh, yeah. about the teams in Division Two 
It feels strange to say that, but that is where Dublin are playing in the league this year. <laughs> Lads, great to be back. You're very welcome back to everyone to the Football Pod for Season 3. We're really excited to be with you for the year. We're going to be with you every Monday night throughout the season. So just subscribe to the Football Pod to get the podcast every Monday night. So look forward to that. Get in touch on Instagram and, and Twitter if you have any questions for the lads and we'll chat to you next Monday. Thanks, lads. Top class. <laughs>